Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real, and that's when we say, hats off. of an amazing experience that is on Why am I just getting so much anxiety in right. my chest is now? Right. So we are just a little extra hype than usual. Um, so let's start with that, Earl. How okay. was your week? <laughs> so not only do I just love my job. So I have a great week every week because I just have a great job yes. and fun people. But let me tell you the blessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I received on Tuesday. Yes, yes. My sister, myself, Courtney. First off, I found out after the concert right, that multiple of my members of my family were out there. Nice. We had the honor, honor, the privilege, privilege. the galls to watch Beyonce and Jay Z, y'all. Yeah. Not only that, but Chloe and Halle. Mm. Everything about that concert from the moment it started right. to the moment it ended at 11 17, because that's how precise. My life was snatched and restarted right. at 11 17. <laughs> I was reborn. PM. Reborn. I was born again at 11 17. Y'all, we got to see the honor run two. Two. Knocking my phone over. Concert, y'all. They're not human. They're not. They're not. There's no way you should be able to perform for three and a half hours straight. Just back to back. And not sweating. And not move and not. Like, just there was not a, there was not a note. That was missed. There was not a word. A beat. Like, a beat. There wasn't a sidestep. Like, and this was a production. There were so many people on the stage at some point. Just instruments and dancers and ain't. Nobody messing up. And just excellent. Black. Right. Beautiful. Yes. Ebony excellent. Yes. I just, yes. I was in awe. In yes. awe. And like I had Scott said it was so black ass. She's a black ass. <laughs> black ass. Yes. Yes. Y'all, it just was uh, 37 songs they performed. Oh my God. Oh my And God. it's crazy because their catalog. Is like way past that. So I'm just like, how did you even? Right, how did you pick? Like, we would have been fighting because y'all have fighting. y'all have both been in the game right for like twenty years. Right. Yeah. I don't know if Earl and I at this point could pick 
like and agree on our top five shows, like our top five episodes. You know what I'm saying? And we only got like fifty, so I don't know how you got like multiple albums. Platinum, and you can't, it can't even be about like the numbers because their numbers are astounding. So you can't be like, oh, well, the ones that you know got the best numbers, like because like, oh, we're great, right? And some of them you didn't release, and if you had released them, they might have had better numbers, like you know what I'm saying? Just, so you can't even. They were so good, so good, and it just seemed so like genuine and heartfelt and mm-hmm. real. Um, just the production value, the the screens, and the like, very the, meticulous. Like you so can tell bad. that it's just. Every moment was rehearsed, practiced, reviewed. Right. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Such feeling, such passion. Emotion. Passion. Oh, beautiful. So good. And then, like, even when they would speak to the crowd, you could tell that they were very humble. Right. It wasn't like, I know y'all here. It was very much like, like, you could hear when she's like, thank y'all. And just like, I hope y'all really had it. It was just. He even, I feel like, was able to touch on his humility of like, I fucked up. Yes. And y'all have accepted me back in the fold with her. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you can tell they did the work. Right. Right. This is as therapist what you want to see right. when you do couples counseling. Can you imagine counseling? if you had been Beyonce and Jay-Z's therapist and then you had come to the On the Run tour? Because you're like, I did that. Right. I, I would have. They did the even work. It's not I, funny because some crazy white dude got on the stage. But I would have been on the stage. Like, <laughs> we made it. <laughs> right. We made it. We made it. But no. But yeah, uh. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And then... I got to take my son to see Lion King. Mm, mm, um, I've seen it before, but I got to see it again. Um, my That's Not a Thing will be a part of my Lion King experience, <laughs> but for the most part, it was just so rich. Like, from the person who plays Rafiki, I think it's always a female on Broadway, mm-hmm. um, even though it's played by a male in the cartoon. It's always a female. Um, but she had like this part where she was just up there like talking and dancing and she was speaking in uh, Tosa with the clicks and it was just so like oh this is so black ass like everybody's black and everybody's just oh it was just like and the way they were shifting between English and yes. you know African languages and the colors I and the, see it. oh it was amazing it was amazing and everything so it was wonderful to get to share that with my son so I was just yeah it's it's been a blessing of a week I have another Whew, blessing. Such a blessing. So, so to start this great Sunday off, right? So, because you guys, if you don't know, this is um twentieth anniversary of the yes. Miss Education of Lauren Hill's album. Yeah. Woo! Let me tell you something, Lauren Hill. <laughs> if y'all can see me, my right hand, the way like I'm fan. I fell in love like... with Lauren Hill when I first saw her on Sister Act. So my mom had this album because mm-hmm. that came out ninety eight. Yep, and. I have played it. I'm like every day of my life. Yes. And I, I was in in kindergarten when that came out. I like it. And I'm so obsessed with this album. Just what it does, and it just, it's one of them albums like through time. It can always apply to people's life. Yes. So y'all, I'm going to introduce you all to this beautiful video that I stumbled upon thanks to BJ. So Lauren Hill did this. Um, I think it was like a few weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. Um, but she did the. She was on British Vogue. And if y'all don't know, Lauren is like really big in fashion as well. But she sung, 
I almost want to play it, but I'm not. I'm going to mm-hmm. attach it below. But she did like a a minute and a half snippet of what was that? Um, uh, X Factor. Yes, X yes, Factor. Yes. And y'all, because y'all know she don't do her songs like the original rendition, but this was the closest. It was right. so raw. I'm going to attach it below, y'all. Right. Just beautiful, the emotion. Just, just go. Yes. Click below. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, for tipping our hats this week, we always try to do like local people and people we know and want support, but we just got to leave space for Beyonce and Jay-Z this week. Like we tipping our hat to them. They don't mm-hmm. know us, but we love them and they just need a moment. You Beyonce, know. Jay-Z and Laura. Yeah. Yeah. And Jill. And Jill. Yeah. And our RIP to Aretha. Um, cause that's been, and John McCain. Yeah, um, it's been a lot. I really did always respect him. Yeah. And that's really all I require of people is that they and be respectable. so sudden. Like, like literally I the like day. Okay. I feel like I just read an article about he was good. Like, he But was the day treatment. before he just was like, I'm done doing treatment. Oh. And that was, he passed Friday. Mm. Yes. Friday or Saturday? Friday. Mm. Thursday he had just announced he was not doing treatment anymore. So when I walked the next day, I was like, you what the he right. This just, just was yesterday. But he said he was done. But, he said yeah. he knew and he was done. So. You ready. Right. Right. So, so those are our, our tipping of our hats and all the things uh, this week. Uh, we'll be back on it next time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so y'all know and y'all going to hear about it every single time because it's such a big part of our life. It's such an important part of our life. Insecure is back out. And so mm-hmm. after episode two... Earl and I, which we do about a lot of things, we're debriefing the episode and just talking about ego. Because I was taken back by Daniel's ego. (laughs) I don't think I realized he had that level of ego. Like, I've always been a fan of Daniel. Mm -hmm. I didn't like what happened with him and Issa, but I really did put that on Issa because Issa was in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I did feel like he really did like her and he tried and Issa was being ridiculous. So I've always stood for Daniel, but this season of just the two episodes I've seen, I'm just a bit in my feelings about Daniel. <laughs> and so I was already a little judgy. And then to see how he was behaving about where he should be and how he should be and how this other dude shouldn't be where he should be. Like, and I don't do the club. And it was just a lot of like, dude, are you, do you see your life? And that led us into the idea that maybe, you know, we need to chat about how ego can hurt us. And, I, and what the difference is between being self-compassionate and self-confident and egotistical and arrogant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Do you think he's arrogant? I don't know if he's arrogant. I think he's. I think his ego has. To, which, and I don't, so here's the thing. I don't think he's wrong. No. I think he's an amazing musician. Mm-hmm. That scene where he was like beatboxing in Issa's ear, I was like, oh. So I have a weird ear thing. I don't like people by my ears <laughs> because I don't like the sound people make when they open their mouth, like that spit noise that happens when people, everybody does it. I don't like it. Um, but it was, because it wasn't my ear, I could see the sexiness of it. <laughs> if it had been my ear, I would have been like, uh-huh, I get you, yeah, yeah. But because it wasn't my ear, I was like, oh, that's hot. And his beat was like, I was It like, was really good. He, you he can tell exactly he's talented. He, that dude is missing. Like, yeah. So, yeah, so he's talented. But a lot of people are talented. He has talented. a bruised ego. He has a bruised ego. And I think because, yeah. like you said, 
he was I forgot the name of the artist he was working right. with. Right. And it was like a big time artist. Yeah. But it's only when an album's coming out. Right. So you know, artists don't do an album every couple right. of months. Right. So you might be if you don't have a a good pocket right. for those artists. Right. You, you might not always time. get in that business. Right. right. Um and I think his ego is abused because his I'm gonna just call him his prodigy. Mm-hmm. That guy, he kinda right. taught him everything he knew, and then that guy just kinda like blew up overnight versus mm-hmm. Daniel who's did which can be hard when it you know you've applied definitely all you did the work. Right. You did the long right. nights and the you know, it wasn't an overnight sensation right. or success right. versus a homeboy. But in the same token, it's not like your prodigy blew up and was like, F you I'm gone. Right. Your prodigy is like, yo, let me pay let me more. Right, and hey. we can link. And I think that's why his ego is bruised. Because I think it's like, you got to always realize, somebody going to always might be higher or do something right. better. Right. But if they extending their hand and like, let me pull you up here now because you right. pulled me up here and I got right. to the next level. Let me take you. And I think that's why I appreciate it. Issa coming in, because right. Issa yeah, was Issa like, was Issa was like girl, what you from doing? the beginning when he was, when she was like, oh, okay, Mr. Producer, like in the kitchen, right. and she's like, well, oh, you know, like I'm mm. like, you need that in your life. And then she's like, okay, well, he's because he's he kind of was like very self defeated. Yeah, at the end, like when they were sitting eating. Well, even before that, oh. if you go back to the whoever his homeboy, I want him to get rid of that never shows. Right. Are we bringing these random That's chicks to That's the studio? The, he goes to the studio. But remember, he was like, "Well, I was supposed to go to the club to connect with old boy, but I'm just going. I'm not going no more because right. he's not showing up." And he was just like, "We can go to the club. Right. right. We can meet this boy." Mm-hmm. And then he got he defeated. He had he multiple did. scenes of like self defeat and just like. Which is always, you got to check you. That's why you need to have good people in your circle. That's right. Push you. Right. Because even when they got to the club, his name was not on the list. Right. And, and he's I'm like, well, let's and just. And he's just like, well, let's just stand here and brainstorm for a second. Right. But and here came the statement. Well, that's so, I was like, okay, he's struggling, he's struggling, he's struggling. But when old boy, Khalil or whoever, mm, came up. It. And then remember when he was like, they with us? And he was like, nah, man. we and are I'm you like, kidding? yes, we are. Yes. Get, you get yours. Are you so? If Issa hadn't been there, he literally would have been like nah and went. And I was like, who do you think you are? That's when I got to my mm-hmm. place of, all right, Daniel, who do you think you are? Like, this is an opportunity for you. Like, so here's when your ego mm-hmm. is more important than your intention. What is your intention? My intention is to go meet that other dude on stage mm-hmm. and let him know about my beat. You know what I mean? That's my intention. Anything that's going to move me towards that intention mm-hmm. is what I need to be doing. You know what I he mean? He was too prideful. He was too And proud. I also think he was embarrassed. Right. So it was a combination of being proud mm-hmm. and embarrassed. Because I think he right. was one embarrassed that I have a girl. Because first off, let's go deep. Right. Daniel go loves Issa. Mm-hmm. And I think Daniel and Issa would have been together yep. if Issa did not like, no, this shouldn't have happened. Right. Going back to right. They would have been together. That's I think that's good. also why Daniel in the first two episodes was kind of like shitty. Mm-hmm. Like with just having that girl over there. Cause I think he's he's hurt. Right. Issa got a little habit of hurting people. Right. Yeah. And kind of this being she's so awkward. But I love she's it. So awkward. But her awkwardness. Can make others right. just kind of either be defensive or they're awkward. Right. But most right. of the time, but he awkward defensive. as hell too. Oh my god! But I think and I, I love about That's this. I started episode. to like him again when I was like, oh, he awkward too. He awkward and he needs someone oh, to push him. Sale. Like he needs that partnership. Right. And I think right. Issa can be an amazing partnership. You know, I don't really want them to go together, but I know it's not gonna happen. Right. right. I know it's it would not. be too easy. It's too yeah. easy. It's too easy. In life, it's not easy. Right. At all. Yes. So taking it into our work, um, and I. 
well, mental health in general, how do you feel like ego can play against your mental health? Well, it's as simple as, you know, I always relate things about when you grow up, right? How you how you're raised. You hear the always, you don't need help, help yourself. Right, right. And I think that builds up this huge ego shell Mm -hmm. of, I don't need people. Right. I don't, there's nothing wrong with me. If y'all the ones with the problem, it's y'all. Go away. I don't need you. Mm -hmm. I don't need to talk to a therapist. What they gonna tell me about me? Right. And you saw him you inside. should be able to do this. Yeah. And it's like weird because it's like it's this huge shell of ego, mm-hmm. but it's hollow. Right. Because you have nothing inside. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's a defense. I think people's ego come from a defense mechanism. Oh, absolutely. But if it does not go so. unchecked, right. That's when you got people that become these full blown narcissists. Right. AKA 45. But Okay. I'm sorry. I had oh, <laughs> so annoyed. Yes. But it's coming in Beatrix. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's just like this. This I don't need. I think people right. rely on like I don't need people right. to survive. And I think a lot of people have had to learn to do that because when they reached out or yeah. at a young age sought help, people are not helping them. Right. So they that was their way to survive. But you can't always survive right. on emergency fuel. Right. Ooh. <laughs> you woke up. I gotta write the emergency people. Yes, yes. So what I would (laughs) what I would say is I think that ego keeps you in the land of should Mm. and takes you out of the land of is. So ego are we today? (laughs) (laughs) That made me think of drag race when um Oh, uh, what you call it? Played by Angelo. Oh, oh Monet, Monet Exchange. exchange. Oh, we God. love her. We love you, Monet Exchange. <sighs> but sorry, but yeah. So ego is because that's what that Daniel was like. I should be where he is. Mm-hmm. I should. Should is not a thing, y'all. Should, should does not really exist. Like I hate him. Who determines a should? But ego tells us I should be married. I should have this much money. I mm-hmm. should be respected. I should be famous. I should be these things. And as long as you're worried about what should, that doesn't push you into moving forward yes. because you can sit in this sit this like land of unfairness the space of like it's not doubt fair. and blame and doubt and blame where it's like this is where i am right now what do i need what's the next right thing i need to do to move to the next step you know what i mean i, I you can't live in both worlds mm-hmm. and ego keeps you in that world that keeps you stuck the, you know what i mean and, the, and at the end of the day even when you think you know someone else's story, you don't know their story. So Daniel don't really know how old boy got to the mm-hmm. next step. He don't know what happened for old boy before he met him, after he met him, that got him to where he is right. now. We love to be like, they don't deserve and they shouldn't have him or right. I should have before them. How do you know? You have no idea what the universe is doing in the lives of everybody around. And sometimes you out here wishing for something that you don't want. I know a lot. After, after somebody, you know, me and Earl know folk, who um, folk who are like therapists and counselors, we know you don't know what nobody going through. No. People, I'm talking about, I have had people come in my office where I have just been like, wow, what the hell I'm going to do? And then, and then they go in their that. house and I'll be like, oh shit, this, you going through this? Right. Shit, let me get They'll be the ones you think you, the most put together people right. have the most storms. Right. And you're just like, the most you, trauma. The most heartbreak, the most and sometimes they don't even realize. Failures. 
that they have been through the storm. Right. You know, they'll talk and they'll be so detached. Right. That's the first sign right. of noticing when somebody's like, oh, you you in this bubble. Right. When they say the most traumatic things right. or their experiences, but it's very nonchalant or right. no Like they talk about the weather. Attack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I was beat from age to so and so. And. This happened, but I mean, I'm here now. Right. You know, like, you know you. Right. And I think in the black community, we yeah. re- like, you know, we good for bad If day. All you got to do, if you want to see how detached we are from our trauma, and I know some of y'all disagree with this, I want y'all to sit around and have a discussion with your friends about how y'all spankings used to be. Mm-hmm. That's how you know, like, cause I know me for a fact has been like, oh, and then she like chased me up the street with the belt and beat me and like, you know what I mean? Like, we all have these stories. and we laugh about and we it, laughing about but it. But you was like, but things are if you were to see that, a lot of us not doing that with our own kids mm-hmm. because now we know, even though we don't want to admit it, and it's not a dig on our parents, they did what they thought they should do. It's, it's, it's not okay. You wouldn't dream of doing it to your kid. And if you were out here and you saw somebody doing it to their kid, you'd be the first one to put them on um, Facebook and make it go viral. Like, but we talk about it like it was this funny thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily the truth. And it left scars. You know, things that are done in good intention still leave scars. Listen, intent versus impact. That right. is my favorite, like... You can have all the intention in the world, but that impact can always be different. Right. So do you feel like there's ever a place where ego has a place or it's needed? I think so. Mm -hmm. Even if we we relate it back to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Her whole album, Sasha Fierce. Right. Her performer is a different, it's it's the confidence she needs to go out and do what she needs to do. It's a lot of time when you have to, and people call it confidence, like you need to cut mm-hmm. on them. Right. Sometimes you yeah. have that ego that needs to cut you up to do this um, presentation right. or this speech. Right. Or just to go to work. Right. Sometimes you need that little spark. So I think it's definitely when you got to tap in. I like to call it when people just have to tap into tap themselves in. right. Right. to right. do what they need to do right. to excel or read something. Sometimes exactly. you do need to be like, like I said, I'm the shit today. Right. And I'm, I'm about to go knock it out. Right. Absolutely. But it's a thin line. It's a very, very thin line. So what do we think are some signs for people to know whether or not they're in the healthy side of their ego or the unhealthy well, side Well, yes, the, the main one is that you got all this ego, but you're not reaching your goals. Mm, say more. Say more. Because let's say you, like, you, you walk around saying you shit. Right. But you're not getting that promotion you mm-hmm. went for. You're not reaching your work goals. Or you're setting these unobtainable expectations or goals because you're not doing the work. Right. So like this, we're going back to this. I'm gonna get this promotion mm-hmm. just because I get to I get to work on time every day. Right. But your notes late. <laughs> your notes late. <laughs> you missing deadlines. Right. You halfway seeing your clients. Right. I'm just bringing this submission. But or in general, like you right. not doing the, the things, but you in your mind, you're like, I'm gonna right. get this promotion, right. and you mad because Mike or John down mm-hmm. the hall or Sarah. Who are matter of fact, bring it back to Issa mm-hmm. and Insecure last season mm-hmm. when Issa was trying to get this promotion, it was between her and her friend, right? And that girl was deserving because that girl she saw injustice, right? She some inequalities and she through. stood up. And Issa was just like, I'm gonna take the safe route, right? I'm the black girl, 
Right. I'm the only person of color in here. I gotta be the one to get it. Um, I'm not I about should, to. It should be I me. It should be me. It should be yes. me. So whatever I gotta do to make it me, it should be me. Right. So if I gotta alienate the Latino kids, right. I'm not gonna action. push against the right. brain because because be I'm about to get. I'll do that once I get this position. Right. And right. what happened? Right. Old girl got it. And luckily, Issa's ego wasn't too big because she sat back and was right. like, and owned it. I didn't deserve it. You're right. right. You right. are absolutely right. So that's the difference from having a, a you checking your ego. Right. Being able to be accountable. But a person who was not accountable, who ego is too big, would have been like, you don't deserve it. Right. You and then would have burned the bridge. Oh, lost you the friend. You white bitch. You don't mm-hmm. get like yeah. You don't yeah. deserve this. What do you know about helping minorities? Right. I see. So right. Yeah. It's setting them unrealistic goals. Absolutely. And you're not reaching nothing. Right. Or you're you gonna be through all these breakups and you blame the other person. Right. Each it ain't always right. the it other ain't person. All, it's never the uh, always the other person. It's a even if the person cheated, even if the person like there's nothing that you did not in some way participate in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's by allowing someone to cross your boundaries, not listening to your intuition, not listening to your friends, staying longer than you should have. There's always a part that you play. And thank goodness, because then that gives me the like the security to know that there's always something I can do. Yes. If I'm completely helpless in all these relationships, then shit, I don't want to be in one because I'm going to just be victim to whatever the hell they do to me. Frequent. Like that, that's Forever. scary as shit. Like, Period. yeah. I think a very big sign of whether your ego's in balance or not is your ability to tell the truth. If you're having to elaborate and say you're doing things you're not yes, doing or making the things facade. you're doing bigger than they really are, your ego's not in check. Because you should be able to walk through the world in the truth of whoever you are right now, mm-hmm. and that should be enough. So if you are stepping outside of your truth, your ego's in check, not in check because that means you're telling yourself you should be here. Right. So let's just tell people we're here. You know what I mean? So if you out here like, you know, I'm an Instagram model or I'm a real model and you just an Instagram model, which no shade to Instagram models do what you do. You know what I'm saying? They make it all kind of money that I don't have. But be okay with like, I'm an Instagram model. Yeah. Just be in there. Don't be like, I got a, you know, a contract with Wilhelmina Ford and I just take a lot of pictures on my, on the ground. But my, my, my release is coming out. You right. know, my press release and Vogue is on the way. You don't have to lie. You're good enough. You're good enough right now. And the thing is, bring me back to that yard right. intervention. When you lie once, right. you're going to have to keep lying because right. it's going to always be a person that has a question. Right. Right. And I'm usually one of those people. Right. And you tell me, oh, what you do this weekend? Oh, I, I went down to Atlanta. Where did you go? Right. In Atlanta. Uh, we, we went to brunch. What? And then, yeah. where did you go to brunch? Was it good? It was the old lady gang. And then old lady gang. Uh, Urban be like, my friend was that old lady. Because he know every damn body. This is how I Urban catch you. Urban be like, my friend was that old lady gang. You know Mo, Mo's well, daughter? She was that old lady gang. Let me pull her up on Instagram. Did you see her? What time did you go? Oh, she was there doing that time? Or I'm going to ask you, like, where did you... I'm, I'm going to ask... Because I get excited when people right. like talk. So I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Because I'm also one of... I'm a person with a list. So if you right. tell me you went somewhere, you it's probably on my list of places to go. Right. So I'm like, where I need to go? You went to so-and-so? You went to Six Flags? Six Flags ain't even open on Right. Be like, where, where did you get off? <laughs> I just have questions. So when you lie once, you're going to have to keep lying. Right. And you're going to keep digging that hole deeper and deeper right. and deeper and deeper. And deeper. Yeah. And then I think the part that people don't, like we talk about people being dishonest in regard to how it impacts others. I also think there's just a level of chipping away at ourselves that lying does. Because then after we've done that, then we have to sit with the like, hey, like, but who am I? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now I'm so busy trying to be this other person. 
who am I for real? I think that's what happens to a lot of celebrities. They build this persona to make it, and it does not align with who they really are, and they don't know how to reincorporate their real selves back into this facade that they've had to create this character that has become famous, and it starts to, like fall apart right. and implode and so I think that's another like if you're having to be dishonest about your life then your ego is not intact like just be who you are if you just go to work and go home then just go to work and go home be you be true <laughs> yes yes I think um, another big sign of ego is hating when you just can't stand to see things, when you and I think a lot of people think hating is this overt, um, you know what I mean? Like unless you like saying it out loud or you know, but there's this like part of us that like flares up when we get when we get jealous, mm-hmm. and I think we have to own it from that point. You know what I mean? Or I sometimes think if people aren't hating about somebody to their face, they don't feel like it's hating. But I know people who like. Where, like they've seen Jay Z and Beyonce before, and be like that love ain't real, and it's like, why are you? Why do you what makes you, you think? Care? First off, you don't know them, right? Why do you care if it's real or not? Like it doesn't impact you one way or the other. Like, if you music. care to that degree that you need to know if it's genuine, and you like all you gotta do is buy the, the album and go to the concert. Like you don't, whether it's genuine or not, you still got an amazing show. So that person ain't your business. But if you care that much, then you probably hate. Number one, That's but then you question. always got the negative comment. You always got something to say about what. And you know what's the most toxic, and I almost like don't want to even like go on there anymore. Mm. But I enjoy seeing like celebrity babies right. funny videos. But the shade room, the shade room is rough. Sometimes I've never. I wish they would just almost cut off the comments. Yes, I this, think this they should. I think the shade room should because just give information and not even that. when I see like people comment, I'm just like, what you're looking for clout, like you're. You're looking for some type of attention right. when you have to comment on every post, whether it be right. negative or just like what? What are you getting out of this? Right. I'm and I always think like you are so sad right. when you always have a negative comment about something mm-hmm. that someone who does not even know you exists, right? And probably never will, right? That you have to critique everything they're doing or like get, almost put them on this God complex that they don't have room to make error. Like, relax. Right. Back off. Go to work. <laughs> Start a business. Do something Do else. something. Take a nap. Go on a trip. Take Find a man. Oh, a womp. Do something. So, or go to, like, go to sleep. Take a nap. That, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I just Sometimes hate. Sometimes you have to reset. Yeah. I just hate negative people. It's just like, what do you, it makes your chest hurt. It does. I feel it's like if, I physically get ill when this is negativity because it's just like I feel like you're sitting on my chest, right? And I want you to get away from me, right? And I'm gonna tell you to get away from me, right? Right? Yeah. And it's hard. I think, like you know, if you work in certain fields and you see people struggle, like for real, and you see what pain can look like and what betrayal and hurt, and then you just nasty about the chicken wings, it's like you know. And I think that's about our work. It makes us. Like legit impact, right? So right. it's like I cannot deal with BS when I've just seen. I feel like people that are in like medical, right? Like nurses, doctors, people right. that have seen like trauma, right? Or like in this, but mm-hmm. I cannot when it's outside stuff. Right. I cannot do it because right. it's just like ooh, right? You gonna mess me up too much where I can't right. even. I know somebody that's going through real life, right? And I specifically work with kids, so I really be like. 
Right. What you saying don't mean nothing when I know and kids that's getting it, beat with cables and right. things. And going through it and, and still smiling and interacting yes. and having the audacity to make a joke and be funny and be fun. Like that kind of stuff. Like I think that's the part. Like, I know we all so going through stuff yes. and yet we still manage to smile and order our mm-hmm. chicken wings with our attitude. Like that's what I'm saying. That's, it's not that you're going through something. It's how you're going through it. Yes. That's not fair to the rest of us. And, and, and personally it's a boundary because I can't do that mm-hmm. in my personal life at all. But I I also think like be honest don't make it about the chicken wings when obviously you are hurting about something open your mouth and say i'm hurting about something and let the people around you support you so that we can support you fill you up and then move forward and have fun but we're so afraid to be vulnerable that we'd rather just be nasty what sense does that make and and realize this the main sense Nobody's gonna be around your nastiness forever. Right, right. So then you realize you ain't invited to stuff no more, right. or you just you always seeing through right. the through the lens right. of somebody's really Instagram or story. Right. right. Then you're really gonna be hating. So yeah, I definitely think people being haters is a whole nother um, sign. Um, and there's several others. We know when people are, you know, being run by their ego. I think it's important for us to be able to recognize we are being run by our ego. So what do you do? Because we all have fallen victim to it, Earl. So how do you, if you notice, you know what? This might be an ego situation. How do you get back on track? Yeah, no, I'm crazy because I talk to myself. Right. <laughs> for real, for real. So I'm like, mm. I always got a little, you know, a little angel and devil on my shoulders. <laughs> I said that one time somebody in an interview and they like fell in love with it. They like... You know what I'm saying? My conscience. Yeah. But, um, but I'm like, I always like sit back and be like, where the did that come from? Mm, it's always like a, right, a pause. Right. And I feel like, like that's not I think right. that's the biggest thing people need to learn how to do is take pauses throughout mm-hmm. the day. I'm just like, mm, where did that come from? And I also, which is, it seems so childish because your parents tell you this all the time. Right. Think before you speak. Yeah. Y'all. Like, really think before you speak. Y'all. And that's one thing I I think too hard. <laughs> and even sometimes, even after I think about it, it still be too hard for something. Right. But I think before I speak. Right. And I, I weigh that the, the pros and cons. And, hey, sometimes it might... I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Enough pros for me. Right. But you think before you speak and pause after you speak to be like, okay, mm, that might have been too much. Right. Or... I sound like a hater. Yes. Like, you know, just take a moment. Meditate. Right. Be still. You don't got to woof side, but just sit. Be still. Sit in that moment and just reflect. I'm right. like, okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And also be willing to say, you know what? That was fucked up. Right. Right. <laughs> Not be accountable. Be accountable. Yes, absolutely. I agree 100%. I think that... We should really be like in the morning, we need to have a moment where we sit, connect with your spirituality or whatever you do Mm. and set your intentions for the day. Who do I want to be today? And I like to do that because once I step off my intentional path, mm-hmm. I recognize it because I said, you know, today I want to be productive. I mm-hmm. want to be kind. I want to be prompt. I want to. So then when I'm like doing things that are going to make me late, I'm like, see, you said you want to be prompt and now you're doing this and this doesn't need to get Checking done. Like get back, back on track. And then I'm back on track. But I also think, like Earl said, checking in and being like, oh, what was that about? Mm-hmm. You know, even at the end of the day, you know, but, you know, I was yelling a lot or <laughs> I had nothing for Carter today. Like I had an attitude all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that you're able to recognize how you got to that place. And I think you like you said, the biggest thing is how, it's all about how you start your day. It's all Before about Before I get in my car, I pray for, well, like you said, whatever 
You believe. But right. I pray for traveling at mercies and I'm like, this is going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ever since I started doing that, even if a bad little moment, I'm like, mm-mm. Right. I'm still going to have a good I'm day. I'm going to pull back. I'm right. like, have a good day. Right. Because life is the things that you repeatedly do. Mm-hmm. So if you are repeatedly setting your intentions and working towards your intentions, then you will be successful because that means every single day you're doing the thing you need to be doing to get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. If you're spending the entire day worried about what somebody else is doing or how come you haven't gotten where you want to be yet, then you're not moving towards your intention because nobody's setting the intention of I want to be anxious all day and beat myself up for who oh, I'm oh not and I want to hate and I want to put a side of hate on this other bitch like that's and if that is your thing then you need to go to uh psychology today and therapyforblackgirls.com <laughs> and immediately get to somebody couch because that's not necessary or mm-hmm. productive mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely not yes and i do think you know being for me like i like to write it down i like to get like a real clear view of my thoughts and i think mm-hmm. sometimes when i do some stream of conscious writing where i just free write all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know you cared about that. Right. Maybe we should spend some time about this. Um, and I also like to be in touch with my feelings. So if I'm being snarky or nasty or extra or I'm be, like embellishing or whatever, I'm like, what are you feeling right now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Am I feeling unseen? Am I feeling unheard? Am I feeling alone? Am I feeling dumb? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is fueling this behavior? Right. Because really what I need to do is work on the feeling, not the action. Mm-hmm. I think we get real focused on what we need to be doing. Like, how do I feel and what do I need because I feel that way right now? And slowing down enough to kind of check in and then do something different based on what you really need so yeah that's my thoughts that's my thoughts so yeah so don't shoot yourself in the foot um and continue to surround yourself with people who won't let you do dumb shit (laughs) that's it like that those two things will get you far so yeah that's what we got all right well we're gonna take a quick break and come back with our listener letter question of the day all right, we're back with the question of the day. All right, here we go. <clears throat> you guys listening? Okay. Hello, Courtney and Earl. I'm a 27-year-old black woman working in baking. I love my job, but I want to do more. I've had a plan for a nonprofit for a few years, but I can't get motivated. Every time I get started, I get distracted, and then I beat myself up for not being further along. Please give me some ideas on how to get out of this rut and move forward. All right, Anonymous. Um, so, I don't want to, like, cause you to doubt what you are doing. Mm-hmm. But is your nonprofit something you really, really want to do or something you feel like you should be doing? I think sometimes when we make it, we feel like we have to reach back and give back in these elaborate ways. And it it's like, for whatever reason, we don't have the time. We don't really have the knowledge base. We don't have the resources. We don't have the skill set or the desire to do it. And then we beat ourselves up. Like, everybody wants to do these gigantic mentoring, mm-hmm. you know, partnerships and all these huge nonprofits. Maybe you need to meet one young sis and help her, mm-hmm. you know, like assist who wants to do banking as well. Or maybe you need to, you know, just volunteer at your church or do something, you know what I mean? To start out, to Move just one. get yourself in the 
practice of doing something that sets your soul on fire and let the nonprofit evolve through, you know, small steps instead of starting with this huge corporation. And then, you know what I mean? Like, because a nonprofit's intense. I know some people who have nonprofits and it's a lot of legal paperwork. It's a lot of, you know, business um, information, grant writing, all of those things. You know what I'm saying? You could be taking, you know, a little young sis out to lunch once a week or once a month and changing several lives at Mm -hmm. that particular time. So I think getting really clear about what your intention is, because the nonprofit is not your intention. Your intention is to help young black women. Your intention is to help mothers. Your intention. So what is your intention and what are some small ways you can start doing that? So don't let yourself get overwhelmed right. by like the whole picture. Right. Just do it piece by piece, a little like how you would do a puzzle. Just take one piece at a time. So I think Courtney said starting off with one or two, but just starting off doing that with helping somebody. Right. Because at the end of the day, word travels. Right. So if you help one person, they're going to tell somebody, or they're Absolutely. going to more than likely know someone else that you can help or guide. So I think starting off small. And even if it's like a weekend thing. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. she said, evolve. Let the picture build itself as you're adding the pieces to it. Absolutely. So, yeah. I also think that we have to really take a... a we have to have a good understanding of our time. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally there are things we have to take off our plate um, when we're trying to create something new. You know what I'm saying? Like a pregnant woman can't do all the things she was doing before she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. When you are birthing something, when you are growing something, you can't do all the things you were doing before. So look at the look at your schedule, look at your life. Are there some things you need to scale back on or cut out so that you have the time? And sometimes that might be telling your job, no, I leave at five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I leave at five because that was our agreement. And I know I've been staying till seven and eight. But guess what? I leave at five now right. because this is for you. And so you have to be um, you have to be really, really like your time has to be sacred and you have to respect your time or you're not going to ever have enough time to do what you need to do. Right. So that's that would be my advice. So look at your schedule and start small. Yeah. Yeah. Hope that helps. Hope so. Cheers. All right. We'll be right back with That's Not a Thing. Um, that's not a thing. Do you have a That's Not a Thing, Earl? I do. Um, so I watched this video today. This is why I try to stay on social media with like videos related to, um, like real life struggles. Right. But a mom, it's actually funny. So I believe things come in threes. Mm -hmm. Um, for those who watch Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. you know the two um, Latina girls, her best friends? Yeah. I think one is named Maria. She yeah. wasn't on this season. Yeah. The one so I love that actress. Uh-huh. Um, so she has books out. Oh. Well, yeah. she has an adult book because her parents were deported when she was 14. Oh, wow. She literally walked out of the house and said another, going back to ego, she said she, she's she's a time person, kind of mm-hmm. like I am. She wanted to get a time on school. Mm-hmm. And I think her mom was doing something. She's like, ugh, I got to go. And like left. Mm-hmm. And she said halfway down, she just kept having a feeling. So she stopped at a payphone and called home. They weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and was just like, that's weird. Somebody should be right. there. Got back at school. House like rampant. Like they oh, no. deported. They were sent back. And they oh, ICE God. never checked back in with her. So like she luckily had a tribe. Like her oh, friend's right. family allowed her to live with her till she graduated. Oh my God. But she talked about the effects of almost feeling anger towards her parents because mm-hmm. she didn't see them till that next summer oh, okay. and she had to go visit them in Colombia, I believe which mm-hmm. says she has all the anxiety of seeing them she said she struggles to talk to them today just because like it was that long period mm-hmm. of not seeing them mm-hmm. and not knowing how to enter like you essentially lose 
how they interact with your family. Right, yeah. So even to this day, like she's my like 27 or 28, yeah. still kind of struggles to talk to them. Mm. Says she gets anxiety every time she goes to Colombia. Oh, wow. But regardless, she has a book about being deported and then because of the re- recent BS that's been going on the last year and a half, um, she adapted it to a child's version mm. for fifth to maybe like high, yeah. like teenagers. Um, I'm going to actually attach that to below. But regardless... I saw a video yesterday about her talking about it. I saw a video two weeks ago about her writing the book, releasing the book. But mm-hmm. yesterday I saw a video of her like talking about her feelings. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I saw a video of a mom being reunited with, with her toddler, her toddler, and I think newborn. Yeah. And the toddler is literally she's hugging. She's like saying, "My love, I miss you. I'm your mommy." He's pushing her yeah, away and like horrible. running away. Like almost like I don't know who you are. Right. And she's like literally breaking down oh, and was so like, terrible. my child is traumatized. Yeah. And she's asking the caregiver who was like, I take care of child. She's like, why is what is happening? Like, why is he, right. why does he not know who I am? And it's just like, you don't realize how traumatic, right. like right. that's going to take a lot of time. A lot of work. As resilient as children are, that bond is yeah, sacred. And, it's, and when it's broken, yes. it ta- it forever they will forever be working back towards it and like see, like it was severed and i mean he's literally like you would have thought it was a strain not even broken it's severed severed. severing the tie between children and their parents so what's not a thing is just trump is not a thing to me but just like this i don't even think ice should be a thing i think there needs to be a different a different way of handling things because you cannot separate first off we all know how attachment is right you got most people that's in therapy or in general, it's because it's about attachment to a relative yes, or a parent. Yes. So for you to be separating babies and toddlers of, or any child, look at her, 14. She separated at 14. Her right. attachment should have been secure. Right. And it wasn't. And it was because not. Just, yeah, because yeah, our attachment is secure because our parents consistently show up. Her parents that's were what keeps attachment taking secure. away on her first day of school. Right. That's her what first keeps attachment secure. That's what people school. don't understand that. So you gotta even add in the fact that this is her first day of high school. Right. So that's a whole different... Everybody right. knows when you start in a whole new school. You remember, you remember sixth grade? I'm sure you remember going to first school as kindergarten, college, those new beginnings and just transitions in life. So she didn't even get to go home and talk to her parents about her day. She didn't get to see her parents until the next summer. So that's almost like two years. Right. You know how much, even if you talk to them on the phone, do you know how different that is? If you imagine if you did not see one of your parents for two years straight. Right. And I ain't talking about like if you had a parent that's not in your life, but like a, your everyday right. parent. You're, that were, They were there for 14 years. And yeah. then one day, swiftly taken, and then you did not see them for two years. It's going to be weird. And she said that when she saw them, she wasn't angry at them. She said she was being so consumed with her anger of the experience right. and them being taken away from her that she was vengeful. Mm. So she said, I was so angry and vengeful against ice right. and the people that did it that I couldn't even love them or talk to them because when I talked to them I just was angry right. for them. She right. said they were I was more angry than they were. Right. So that's just not a thing separating families. Yeah. And that yeah. video was just ugh. This is horrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah that if y'all haven't seen it, it's I don't we're not gonna attach no. it, but it is heartbreaking. Heart and then seeing the infant also struck me because I was like so did y'all pull this baby out of her arms? Because that was a that baby, that baby was like, could do no things. It was a hand that baby, baby had for real. To be, I would not put past three months. Right. So that was her new. Did you take her newborn out of her hand? And I want to know how long and they her separated. Toddler, like 
Probably that whole baby's life. Because my thing is, what were you feeding this baby? What if that Thank baby was you. breastfed? Because like, you, you can't just switch a baby right. off breast milk to right. Simulac or any type of you know right. milk. Right. So I'm just like, and did the baby even eat? Because they're not right. on their person that they've been their bonded right. to. Right. Yeah. So I it's, just, it's a horrendous, horrendous, so many horrendous things. So. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's sad because it is a thing, right? It is a thing, thing. and we should be irate about it. And the fact that people aren't irate about it shouldn't be a thing. And also realize that this is not a new thing, y'all. No, that this happened when she was twenty. That happened almost fourteen years ago. So right, we've been doing this. There's that. It's just brought to the light. So yeah. Um. So on another note, so as we said, uh, Carter and I went to Lion King. And I'm just going to paint the picture for y'all. So sit with me for a minute. Make some tea and relax. Um, We get there early because that's how I do. Um, And the rules are so strict that there's this guy who had his friend take a picture of him in front of the curtain. And they were like, you got to erase that. We can't have that. So then this lady and her, I'm going to say four or five-year-old and her one-year-old come into the theater and come down our row and sit. She sits right beside me and her one-year-old, who from the very beginning of the story, y'all, this baby is just being a baby because that's what babies do. I had on this African print skirt. This baby just immediately reaches over and wants to touch my skirt because it's pretty, it's colorful. The baby wants to see about it. And I look at the mom and I'm like, no, mm-mm. And so she switches seats with the, the five-year-old. But then the husband and the, I guess, 10 or 11-year-old come in as well. They brought a whole baby to the Broadway Lion King. And I know it's a kid's movie, but this is Broadway. I wouldn't bring a baby, a one-year-old, to the movie showing of Lion King. I'm definitely not going to bring a baby to a theater um, where people have paid their good money to see these actors portray these characters on live stage. Um, This baby, again, just being a baby, crawled like all around the floor, um, was standing up. You know, theaters are closed, so the people sitting directly in front of them, the baby's touching the people, grabbed this woman's hair. for those of you who aren't parents or who don't have a lot of experience with babies, when they get sleepy, they get like delirious and they'll start making weird mm-hmm. noises and stuff. So at some point she was trying to rock the baby to sleep. And so like Mufasa's dead on the damn stage and the baby's like, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> y'all? Um, it was, um, oh, and then they had the phone, the YouTube up so that the baby could be distracted. But then there's YouTube. this giant bright screen. They did have the volume off, but there's this giant bright screen beaming at the people behind them as the baby is holding the phone and rolling around and oh playing and all this stuff. And you could see that. So where my seats were, I was in the very middle of a very long aisle. And you could see the attendants, like, talking about it, but not knowing what to do. Because they would have had to walk through the aisle, stand in front of people. Um, But the fact that this mama and daddy did not get this baby and go out into the... um, into the like waiting area, but like I just like the privilege, the audacity, the rudeness. I just have never in my life 
experience such a thing where you would allow your baby and there were some times where the baby would be like touching the man's face and the mama was just looking at the stage singing with the hyenas <laughs> I was like bitch you don't see this baby attacking this man like this is your responsibility I get it I'm a mama and there are just things that Earl has invited me to that I can't do right. because I have Carter. I can't be like, oh, let's go to the Shake'em Club. Carter, we going to the Shake'em Club. Sometimes I have to be like, nah, I can't, I can't make it this time. And I would think, especially if we are in a situation with other children, I would be like, look, one of us got to stay home. If our if our babysitting situation fell through, one of us but can't something go. tells me that's not what I happened. There's something look. in my spirit that tells me they just thought it was a good idea to bring this damn baby. It was the rudest thing ever. Like, I, y'all, I just never, I can't, like, Earl, when we had seen Waitress, can you imagine there had been a baby like, touching you and, like... No, because... Mm, no. I just I, I can't imagine. So, so yeah, that, that so, conversation would have been had. It would have yeah, and I yeah, I was struck. I'd already had to tell this parent to be mindful of their child's feet. So I was just real tired. This is crazy. But I and I need people to do better. I need people to be considerate. I need people to consider how not just they, but their children are impacting those around them. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, you get to be in the world, but you don't get to take away from my experience because you want to do something and you got a kid. That's bullshit. So that's not a thing. I just, yeah, it was an amazing show, and I'm so glad we had a great time. And she did get that baby to help from around me, but it just, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So that's where I am. All right. All right. Do we have a quote and a resource? I have some resources. We're going to do the article that you're talking about from the orange. It was an article oh. from the Orange is the New Black or was it? Where did you see that? Attach a video. Okay. Right. So yeah, Earl's going to attach that. And then I have a couple of articles on getting your ego in check um, that we will also be t- attaching. Um, do we have a quote? All right, you guys. Here's the quote. When any man is more stupidly vain and outrageously egotistic than his fellows, he will hide his hideousness in humanitarianism. Mm. So, yeah. So, everybody's saying we're doing this because we're protecting Americans. You know, pretending to protect you. Okay. So, I like it. There it is. There it is. Did I say that right? What, there it is? No. Humanitarianism. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make sure. Sorry. All right, guys. We wrap, wrap, wrapping it up. Wrap, 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 wrapping it up. Hey, hey, we wrapping it up. Wrap, 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 wrapping it up. All right. Um, It's been great. Check us out on all the things. Like, share, subscribe, five stars, comments, questions, all the things. We are on Instagram mm-hmm. at Hats Off Podcast CLT. And we are on Twitter and Facebook at Hats Off Podcast. You can check out my professional site on IG at Courtney Leak LCSW and Facebook at Courtney Leak LCSW. And then Twitter is Courtney LCSW. Make sure you on our Twitter on Sundays because I be cutting up about Insecure <laughs> and it's a wang dang doodle. Um, also, send us questions of the day at hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com and click the link below and check out our social media kit. All right, all right, all right. I think that's all our things. I think so. Have a great week, Earl. Uh, yes. Hat heads, you too. And until next time, be you. Be true. Hats, Hats off. off. Hats Off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, 
Courtney Leak. And I'm Carter.